0: the Crush the Fuck podcast. This is Justin Spencer. Today I'm very excited to talk to you about a subject that I believe truly affects the majority of people listening to this. That is fear of the unknown. And this can really present a lot of problems. It's something that, again, I think the majority of people can safely say they've experienced this or are experiencing this. It's textbook anxiety at its best. This is what I think of when I think of general anxiety disorder is just the idea that we fear what's going to happen to us. I always say that fear and anxiety are the future where depression is the past. I know for me, when I have anxiety uh, and when it's really affecting me, it's because I'm focusing on things that really are out of my control and it's really this concept that Something drastic is going to happen to me or somebody I love in the future. And it really has a a, a really huge imprint on my happiness uh, and usually affecting how I can even operate. So it's important to understand how common this is first off. I think a lot of people suffer from this or feel these gravity negative emotions and maybe think that they're kind of by themselves on this. So I'm really excited to talk about this subject today because I want you to understand how common it is. I want to be transparent with my experiences with you. And I really want you to, you know, maybe look at this in a different way to help you deal with how to get out of that mindset of when you are constantly obsessing over fearing the unknown or really the fear of the future. So anxiety... I believe, preys on us when we're at our weakest. And when it does that, it makes us even weaker. So anxiety to me is this, this, this emotion that the weaker you get, the stronger it becomes. And I want to share a story with you, an example of something that I went through in my life that you can apply my story to something that you've been dealing with in your life or have dealt with and certainly will probably deal again in the future with. But I want you to kind of remember this story, and this is a story that I haven't told very often, but it's it gives you an idea of how it manifests anxiety, how it manifests into my daily life, how it really affects me on the bottom line of my happiness. It's a story about, um, really, uh, hypochondria. When I look at like how anxiety really affects me, how the fear of the unknown affects me, one of the big things I suffer from is this feeling that, I'm going to die of a terminal disease. Something's going to happen to me because I have this huge lust for life. When it comes down to it, I have this incredible fear of death, not because I'm afraid to die, but because I'm afraid that this life that I have so much passion for that I want to progress through, that I want to have experiences with, is soon going to be over. So I know when I have anxiety, it starts to take form for me in things that could jeopardize my future. And the big thing that comes up in that department for me is going to be anything health-related. So I tend to really end up in these situations where... Um, fearing the worst case scenario. I'm the kind of guy, when I get a cold, I don't have a cold. I've got HIV. If I if I have a bump, it's not a bump. It's absolutely cancer. There's no question. These are things that I deal with in my head and I've had to learn to overcome them because it has really cost me a lot of happiness in my life, a lot of money in my life, and has prevented me and paralyzed me from becoming, uh, really, uh, a person who can build on momentum, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. So this is about seven years ago. I'm in Las Vegas. We're performing. We're headlining every single night. Uh, we're performing about 500 shows a year. We're at the, uh, the, the, the uh, let's see here, the, the theater we're at is at the Quad Hotel, this beautiful theater, 700 seats. We're the, we're the, we're the main show in town. We've spent millions of dollars on this production, producing this, this show, And my stress is probably maxed out. I don't really realize it, but, you know, you're just working all the time. You're playing shows. You want things to be the best. And I'm working out in the gym really hard, so on and so forth. Well, as that's happening, I start noticing that in my body, I'm going to kind of cut through the, the small stuff. But I start noticing that I'm getting these twitching muscles okay so i'm starting to get twitching muscles and and kind of like these dead my dead arm like my left arm doesn't feel like it has any pop to it all right so i'm getting these twitching muscles uh, my eyelids are twitching a lot my muscles are spasming a lot i'm starting to notice those things and of course when you start to notice things in life you start looking even Deeper, right? You 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 just bought yourself a blue Volkswagen Jetta. You never saw any of them until you bought the fucking thing, and now all you see is blue Volkswagen Jettas. In fact, everybody you fucking know has a blue Volkswagen Jetta. Well, I start looking closer at my body and start recognizing things that I didn't necessarily see there. So what do I do? What does anybody who has anxiety do that they should never ever do? Yeah. Google.com. So you go on Google and you start putting in all these symptoms that you're having, these twitching muscles and these this, this fatigue in your body. And I start to realize that the big thing that's coming up is that most people suffer from, you could have something as simple as a benign twitching condition called BFS, or you could have MS, or drastically uh, you know, different, you could have ALS, okay? Lou Gehrig's disease. So of course, what does is, what is a mind that has anxiety do? It immediately projects itself into the idea that, well, it can't be BFS because that's what 99% of people actually have that have these conditions. It can't be that. It's probably not MS because that's, that's you know, it, it, if it's MS, well, then it's got to be ALS because if we're, if we're going to make this thing something real, let's make it fucking something real. So I immediately diagnose myself with ALS. Now, Anyone out there who's dealt with textbook anxiety or had a a heavy dose of anxiety will know that anxiety can ultimately cause a lot of physical symptoms. People don't really realize that, but anxiety can create a lot of tension in your body, which really can, can fuck up a lot of things, from your digestive tract, to the way your muscles operate, to the brain fog, to your concentration, so on and so forth, and we'll save those conversations for a later date. So... After every show, I'm starting to get really depressed because I've now convinced myself that I have ALS. I'm spending every night after the show basically mentally paralyzing myself. I get off stage, and of course the entire concert, every night on stage, I'm performing for 90 minutes, and the audience sees this, this rock star with a smile on his face. And I am just I am up there just crushing the stage. But not for a moment am I thinking about it? I'm going through the motions and the whole time I'm doing one thing, all I keep thinking about is, I have ALS, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna lose my life, this is gonna be over, this is the worst thing, and I'm obsessing over it. Hundreds and hundreds of thoughts a day. You understand this obsessive thought process, right? So if you have any kind of OCD, OCD isn't always relegated to someone who wants to put light switches on or check the check the stove. OCD is just this obsessive compulsive thought process that you start to have. So my anxiety is now really starting to ramp up. After every show in Las Vegas, I get to my dressing room. I'm paralyzed. The rest of the guys have showered. They're gone. I'm sitting on the couch. I can't move for hours. This goes on. I'm sitting there on my phone on every message board forum, sending messages to people all over the fucking world, trying to get more information, self-diagnose myself, making something on my body that... Maybe isn't a big deal. Become a big deal now. I can't feel my fucking left leg. Oh, I just read that you 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 have a hard time swallowing. I can't fucking swallow to save my life. I the whole, my my life is over, right? So I start calling my friends or doctors and texting them, and you know I start scheduling tests with some of the best doctors on the West Coast, and I'm going there saying, hey, I've got ALS. Now I want you to understand something. The numbers would suggest the chances that I have ALS are one in 100,000 at my age. I'm um, early 30s, mid-30s. The chances of having ALS, it's not in my family. We have, I have got. You, there's no reason to believe that I have Lou Gehrig's disease, except for the fact that when you have anxiety and fear of the unknown, your brain automatically thinks the worst case is the most realistic case. The worst case scenario is this scenario that's going to happen to you? You know what I'm talking about, right? You, you've, you have felt this. Worst case scenario is absolutely what's going to happen. There's no question. This could not be anxiety. This could not be a benign muscle spasm. This has to be ALS. So I start going to see doctors. I'm getting test results. You know, they take a couple of weeks. And as this goes on, I am sitting in paralyzation. I am making myself sick. I am make I can't enjoy anything that's happening in my world around me. We're making crazy money. We're playing the biggest shows. I've got fans all over the place loving on me. I've got this beautiful family. I've got amazing friends. I got sports cars, million-dollar houses. I've got all these things, and none of it fucking matters because all I'm thinking about is that it doesn't matter because I'm going to die anyways from ALS which then presents this fear of death, of losing this life that you love so much. I don't think you realize how much you actually enjoy your life. Even if you're in the most depressive state right now, even if you're so lost right now take away all that noise. You love your life life is fucking beautiful because you have options, right? You have options. Don't forget that you have options. But when you're in this mindset that anxiety can control you, you feel like you have nothing. You feel like you're not in control at all. And that's how I felt. I was absolutely paralyzed. For months, this thought that I had ALS became so real to me It robbed me of the core of my life. It robbed me of the prime of my life. And while it's happening, you don't even recognize this as anxiety. It disguises itself. Anxiety is the great chameleon of emotions. And if you're anything like me, you know exactly how what, what I'm what I'm saying and how I'm feeling with this, right? So I'm paralyzed. I'm going to get tests done. The first doctor tests me and says, "Nah, you don't have it." I mean, you sure? Yeah. I said, you know, I, you know I, I want the electronic node test. I want. I, I'm getting brain scans. I'm going to get. I'm going. I'm going to get everything that money can buy. I'm spending tens of thousands of dollars of my own money to expedite these things. I'm. I'm convinced I have ALS. I can't focus. I'm not happy. I can't sleep. Life sucks. It was one of the hardest things I've had to go through. And then, of course, you find out that you don't have it. And it's amazing how the symptoms go away. When one of the best doctors in the country, an ALS specialist, pulls me in and says, son, you don't got it. You don't have MS." You don't have ALS. You immediately, everything smells great. The sun is warmer. The skies are bluer. The things that you were forgetting that you had that were amazing in your life at that moment all of a sudden come back in full blossom. When you're having these moments, when you're having these anxieties that are causing you such a paralyzing fear, You can't let that stop your progression in life. Progression in life, when I'm referring to that, and you'll always hear me refer to progression in life, is just the thought that I want to be better tomorrow than I was today. And I think the moment we stop doing that, and that can be done on a humanitarian level, it can be done uh, on a physical appearance level, making yourself look, feel better. It can be done on a changing the things about yourself that you're insecure about level. But that self-progression in life, when this anxiety, the fear of the unknown, starts to really handicap you and stop you from having self-progression, it leads to depression. It leads you to an uncertain future and you just lock the fuck up and you can't move. So I need to have you, I, I want to spend a few moments here. I want you guys to pull out pens and paper. This is one of my favorite things to do. Pull up pen and paper. I want you to write these things down. And if you don't have pen and paper, go back and listen to this podcast again. Save it. I think there's some really good content here that's really going to help you guys. I, I, it's something that works for me. You have to, rec- I want you to recognize how to shift that mindset. As hard as it's going to be, I want you to recognize how to shift this mindset. First off, we have to stop that thought from materializing, right? Well, I failed miserably at this. I started getting twitching muscles. I started getting fatigue in my arm. And I could have stopped it right there and saying, well, you know, it's probably the fact that I work in the out in the gym so much. It's also probably the fact I'm playing 500 fucking shows a year. And it's probably the fact that I'm drinking caffeine. I have ADHD. I've, I've got a general anxiety disorder. I have OCD. I'm probably maxing out the chemicals in my brain. And I'm probably operating on 10. So you need to find a way to recognize how to shift that mindset by stopping the thought from materializing. I should have never found myself on Google. I should have stopped that right then. I should have been reasonable. Well, at the end of the day, let's say that in theory, I have ALS. Well, so be it. If that's the case, if that's what I'm dealing with, so be it. There's nothing I can do about it. I had to stop that thought from materializing. That's how it's very hard and it's easy to give up. Meaning, you could probably stop that thought from materializing for a day or two, or maybe it's even hours for some of us. But eventually, when you all of a sudden wake up and you're weak and your brain goes down, anxiety pounces at that moment. That's when you'll know it's really difficult. That's, for me, the most difficult challenge is maintaining the strength to not let these thoughts materialize. So however for you, you feel it's effective, stop those thoughts from materializing. Uh, next thing, stop obsessing over it, which is very close to letting it materialize, but that, and that's going to help you from stopping it from materializing, but stop obsessing over it. I obsessed over it. I worried about it. I thought... Hundreds of times a day that I had ALS in my subconscious thought and in my conscious thought. It was just reeling over and over and over again. Making me sick physically and mentally. To the point where I was not myself. I was going backwards. And no matter how amazing my life was, there was so much despair, so much emptiness inside. So stop obsessing over it. However you can do that, stop obsessing over it. Have some go-tos. Have some people you can call. And not talk about the problem because now you're obsessing over it. You ever had a friend who breaks up with somebody and all they can talk about is the person they break up with? You ever had that friend? No, you haven't? (laughs) That's because it's fucking you. But all joking aside, and they talk about it all the time. And you get sick of hearing it. And that person's obsessed over it. They think because they're talking about it, they're getting it out. But they're not. They're actually creating the obsession even stronger. The next thing. Be more courageous than the fear itself. You're at war with your emotions. You're at war with anxiety. In yesterday's podcast, I said, fuck anxiety. You have to say, fuck it. I know some people don't like my language. There's probably some kids in a car right now going, Mom, he said the F word. Kids, it's okay. Just don't use it at somebody. That's my philosophy. But you have to say, fuck anxiety. You have to be stronger than that. You have to be more courageous than the anxiety itself. You have to be more courageous than the fear of the unknown. Like I said, you're at war. Focus on things in your life you have control of. Focus on things in your life that you have gratitude towards. Instead of going, look at me, my life is over, I've got ALS, I've got this, I've got that, I can't do this. And you're making excuses. Focus on the things in your life that you have gratitude towards. It's all around you. You just see it so much, you take it for granted. I have probably spent, and I'm not going to exaggerate, and this isn't to be self-gloating, because I'm not trying to be, I'm just being honest. I have probably spent $2 million on cars in the last five years. $2 million on cars. I sell them, buy them, sell them, buy them. I'm looking for the ultimate car. Guess what? It's cool for a week. And then I want the next thing. Because I have not understood and adopted how to be grateful for the things I already have. You already have wonderful things all around you. Be grateful and show gratitude towards that. It'll help you stop obsessing over the negatives and start to focus your energy on the positives. So I want you to stop these thoughts from materializing. Stop obsessing over it. Be more courageous in the fear itself and focus on things in your life that you have gratitude towards. I think this episode has been absolutely insightful. I'm glad I I'm glad we had it. I'm glad we had this conversation today. I think I needed this for myself just as much as you guys did. Super stoked on the content in here. I'm glad I got the chance to share that story. I hadn't shared it with many people. I'm really excited about this podcast. I think it's going to be great. Uh, I'm putting a lot of work and effort into these things. I think this is a great time to bring people together. Um, if you have not yet, go to chaosandkindness.com Go to the store and get my book. It's called One Life, One Legacy. Uh, it's sold enough copies this week to be on the New York Times bestseller. It's We've just applied for that. Get my book, One Life, One Legacy. It talks a lot about these things. It addresses a lot of my philosophies and ideas. If there's ever a time to read, it's right now. And also, whatever platform you're, you're listening to this podcast on, whether it be Spotify, Apple, um, whatever it is, please give it a five-star review. I want to get this podcast out there to as many people as we can. I read the reviews. I love love to see the positive. It's the only way I get feedback from you guys. All the effort I'm putting in here, the only way I get the feedback is to go on there and see them. So please review it. Please subscribe. Please tell friends. Share it. This is a great podcast for people right now. Uh, We're going to be going all out with this thing. So grab my book, Subscribe, review, do all those things to uh, to help this become a success. You guys, have yourselves a wonderful time, and I am out of here. You've been listening to the Crush the Fuck podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and visit chaosandkindness.com for more.